How are we doing, ladies and gents? This is the Two Bums and a Mike Sports Podcast. To support the podcast, follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, both at Two Bums and a Mike. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Anchor app, and everywhere that you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode today on this impromptu episode of the two bums and a mike sports podcast we are talking about the official announcement of the white Sox managerial hider of pedro gafal he has been officially announced the last few days there had been some rumors that he will be announced and today it was officially announced that he was announced as the new manager of the Chicago White Sox. Today, Christian and myself, Michael, will be talking about him as a manager. What does he bring to this team? What doesn't he bring to this team? And everything that there is to talk about this new manager of the Chicago White Sox. Please leave your comments. We would love to hear what you think of this managerial hire. Do you like it? Do you not? What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? Would you hire somebody else? We want to know all your responses. Please feel free to leave them. We loved seeing all these responses. Sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of the Two Bombs and a Mike Sports Podcast. Let's get into it. It is time for another edition of the Two Bums and a Mike Sports Podcast and sort of impromptu Two Bums and a Mike Sports Podcast episode of a regularly scheduled releases because as we record this today, officially now, there have been rumors for the last few days and reports, but it has been made official by the Chicago White Sox. We have our new manager in Pedro Griffal. Neither one of Christian Omai's number one overall picks that we wanted, but nope. from what I've heard, and we'll get into great detail in the coming minutes about him, seems like a solid, solid guy and a good guy to be back there. He has officially signed for a three-year deal to manage the White Sox. Man, I don't really know how to feel because like, I didn't see I didn't see this coming because there yeah. were reports out in the last couple of weeks that uh, Joe Espada, the bench coach of the Astros, was set to be the White Sox manager and then all of a sudden it was well nope, he's ruled out and uh, it's down between Griffel and Ozzie Guillen and I'm like, or Chris Long or it was Chris Long and Ozzie Guillen and then Wait, wait, they, uh, who, who's who's Chris? I, I, you mean Kevin Long? Kevin Long, I'm sorry. Kevin Long. Yeah, I'm like, who's Kevin Chris? Long. Okay, continue, continue. Kevin Long and Ozzy Guillen, and I'm like, oh, here we go. It's, oh, Ozzy are waiting to either lose or win the World Series. So I have him, and I'm like, ah, Kevin Long, yeah, okay, they're hitting well. 
And then Ozzy, obviously, would just be just another one of the White Sox classic bring somebody back from the past moves. I was like, well, crap. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's Pedro Grafal is your new White Sox manager. And I, well, like, I, I, I took it as uh, I had the kind of similar reaction. I'm like, oh, because he was a name that we had talked about on a previous episode talking about who the manager would be. We, we went over uh, like a list of like 12 names. So go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Pedro Grafal was one of the names that we had talked about both that, you know, we didn't know, really know much about Pedro. And you had mentioned before that there was a, a, a good week, maybe not a week, a good five days of, it sounded like uh, Espada was going to be the manager. Mm-hmm. Reports and rumors that come out like, yeah, he's expected to be the guy. Now, obviously, the Astros, are, as we still record, still playing in the World Series. The series is now tight 2-2, and Game 5 will be tonight as we record this right now. So they, if he was going to be, they couldn't do that because the Astros are still going. You have to wait until the series is done if his team is still going. You can't just announce, hey, he's our new coach. What well, boy, he's contracted to us and we're still playing. You know, that doesn't work. Right. But the rumors I was hearing as to why Espada was not going to be the White Sox manager was because... Rumors are is that whether the Astros win or lose this World Series, whether Dusty finally wins his first World Series as a manager after all these years or not, he's going to retire. Now, that's a rumor. I haven't heard that to be uh, completely true. All I've heard is that the reason why he he became out of the running for the White Sox is because Dusty's going to retire and Espada is going to take his spot as the next Astros manager. They have groomed him over uh, under Dusty for however many more, how many years now. He is going to be his successor. That's what I've heard as to why, you know, obviously I would assume a lot of teams would want Espada as their manager, but the Astros obviously have, you know, priority over that. And at this point, who wouldn't want to manage the Astros because of how stacked that team is? So that's what I've heard. Do you have any reactions to that? It's, it is what it is. I mean... Obviously, he's not going to be our manager now because we hired a different guy. So, mm-hmm. but uh, he was the guy I was really hopeful that they were going to have, and uh, it's just another reason for me to hate the Astros. So <laughs> they can go screw themselves. Now, uh, a question that I'm going to bring up to you that I have heard, and I'll credit uh, David Kaplan for bringing up this question because yeah, he, he had an interesting take when. The reports first emerged that Pedro Grifol was going to be the manager. At that point, it wasn't confirmed, but the reports are that he was going to be. David Kaplan brought up this question of, well, wait a minute. The Royals just cleaned house of their whole coaching staff, you know, including Pedro Grifol, who was the bench coach. You had him right there. Why are the Royals not making him their manager if he's this highly, like, touted guy and he's right there, your bench coach. Why is he now your new manager? And they won with, I forget who they won with, but nobody of real big name or no. Guy from the Rays organization. Yeah, I don't know the guy's name, honestly. It wasn't that really that big of a thing. But the Royals uh, Roy went with a different guy at the point. is, And he brought up of like, well, why isn't Griffal the new manager? That sends off a lot of red flags to me, as in David Kaplan. Which, you know, isn't, was a fair point. Do you did you have do you still have or did you have any of those red flags like that 
when the news kind of first broke a few days ago that he was going to be the manager? No, because that's usually what teams do when they're hiring a new coach is organization. Not every coach comes from coaching staff that's already there. That's uh, very fair. So It's just saying like the with what the news has, at least the White Sox news, and touting like he's this, he's that, he's all this. He's this great guy that's going to carry this team. But why, why didn't the Warriors pick him up? That immediately sounded like, you know, that's an interesting take. But I'll then go to, I listen to, again, the White Sox Talk Podcast. Again, go listen to them. You know, anywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you can listen to the podcast. Hosted by Chuck Garfine. He interviewed, I forget his name off the uh, for the life of me, and I'm doing a great job of being a host. But one of the <laughs> Royals uh, broadcasters. Sat down and had an interview with Chuck Garfine, and they talked about Pedro because you know he was the bench coach and he knew a bunch about him. And Chuck Garfine brought up that point that David Kaplan had talked about of like, well, you guys ship like cleaned house of all your coaches, and if Pedro's this great guy, why didn't you guys hire him? And he answered with saying, you know what, I asked myself the same question, and right now I'm actually kind of kicking myself in the butt that we didn't get him because Pedro could fall is the next real manager and he like this guy is a great communicator he's a he really holds guys accountable he's bilingual so that's really good for for english for you know the american like people that speak english and people that primarily speak spanish that's really huge like the thing with the white Sox, team is full of them that's what i'm saying all the white Sox have been a very uh how do I phrase this? The White Sox have been a team that re- they have they have a lot of like Cuban and Latin um, Latin American players, not like they got- English speaking players. Yes, they have a lot of guys that don't speak English from Cuba and wherever. Honestly, like wherever Dominican Republic, take your pick. They got a lot of guys from there, and it helps that your new manager can really get on one-on-one level because no disrespect to Tony or people like that. This is like, the point I was going to bring up about this. Yes. Is that, uh, is that the why I think that uh, Ricky um, Renteria had such a connection with this team and our players is because he could actually he all, speak with he them. He could connect with them and speak with them where Tony is just, you know, typical no any other <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I can't, I can't speak because I don't know how to speak Spanish. <laughs> I, I know how to speak some, but not a lot. But yeah, that that was that was the point. I was bring that the Royals broadcaster was bringing up that um, Pedro Gafol has a lot of has a lot of check marks that comes with his name with things that with things that manager that teams are looking for in new managers, and it's sounding like. We got a dark horse. We got a guy that not a lot of people really looked at. But if you really dig down deep into what this guy has done, he's been in like the big leagues as a coach and bench coach and whatever for 20 years. He was a catcher. He played about nine years in Major League Baseball. Right. Like, and we and we know. And as a track record for managers in general, the best managers are catchers. Just look at the one, some of the best managers in history. They were catchers. So that already, that right there already is a huge bonus. Now, obviously, we can't sit here and say 
oh, this is the this is a great hire, or this is a horrible hire, because we don't know. He's never managed in a major league level before. He's managed in the minors. He's managed in Arizona Fall Leagues. He's he's done all basically everything else you could possibly do other than being a manager, which is different from a guy that right. we were talking about in a previous episode, like say AJ Brzezinski, former catcher, you know. Uh, real guy that really knows his stuff will hold guys accountable very loud very brash but the problem is is that AJ literally has done no coaching Nothing. whatsoever yeah. not even high school coaching that's the difference so on paper Pedro Gafal is you know what I like it but now he needs to prove himself let's tell if it's a great hire until this season's over next season's over so and again he has signed for three years so hopefully we will see him for multiple amount of years. And I do have some quotes pulled up from today, his uh, media uh, scrummage with Rick, uh, his media introduction, more or less, with Rick Hahn. Um, Pedro Gofal went on to say things like, we will play with passion and pride for this uniform. This means something, which is something really good to hear. The question was also brought up about Jose Abreu. Um, would you want Jose Abreu back on this team? He went on saying, you know, I think all 30 managers would want Jose Abreu on this lineup, which is a very accurate thing to say. Obviously, anybody would want Jose Abreu, but that's not really so much up to him. Obviously, he's going to have his input with Rick and them about, like, hey, this is the kind of players I want on this team. But at the end of the day, it's not up to him. He also went on to say... We've got to improve defensively, obviously. And I feel fundamentally we need to improve. This is a very good club. It's a club that's prepared to win. I'm going to be a stickler to the preparation, the energy. It's going to get us where we want to go. That right there is saying saying something that, you know, we as fans in the media as well have been saying like, hey, you guys suck defensively. What are you going to do? Oh, why? Why can't you? Why are we not fixing this? And for him to go out and say, like, we need to be better defensively with saying the word obviously. That right there is like, okay, he clearly sees the issue, and we need to well, work was, on that. He he coached in our division for a while. Well, yeah, he was and, in our division for a while. <laughs> and the thing that, and there was a thing that Rick Hahn had said at his end of the press conference was talking about criterias for a new manager. One of them being recent success in the dugout. Pedro Gafal was the bench coach for the, the Royals. Royals. Went back to back. Yeah. Back to back and won the World Series in and 2015 yep. with Johnny Cueto coincidentally. Johnny yeah. Cueto was part of that Reunited. 2015 Royals team. That right. Sign him. <laughs> granted we do bring him back. I think they will but we don't know. I have one more quote here from Kafal from today's media. Uh, here's some of the things we can expect from the 2023 White Sox. We will communicate. We will be fundamentally sound. We will play with passion and pride. We will be prepared. We will work hard and play winning baseball. And we will hold each other accountable. Now, all of this stuff that he has said, all these quotes that I've said, is some of it is kind of just you know, coaching mumble jumbo of like, we're going to play our butts off and we're going to do our best to win. Like every coach is going to say that at every single media scrum that get introduced and whatever. We're going to, we're going to play our butts off and we're going to try our best. You know, like every coach says that. Now it's on paper and on his resume is, all right, 
you know, there's a reason he got hired, right? Now it's really up to him to, you know, put his money where his mouth is. Everything that he's saying, all right, you got to do it because these last two years, everything that you have said now at this media scrum that we have not done, you need to now, you need to now do, which already has started with naming his new bench coach, which is Charlie Montoya, who was the former manager of the Blue Jays this season. He was relieved of his managerial jobs midseason this year for the Blue Jays. And he's already been named as the White Sox bench coach. That, I think, is really huge because, one, he is a manager himself as a bench coach right next to Pedro Gafal, who is a brand-new manager. Like, what do you think about that? I mean, you know, any any type of experience that a coach comes in having is good because experience is always good to have when you're a first-year coach that you have around you on your staff. So, I mean, I like it. So, you know, I, I hope it goes well. And, uh, you know, he, he coached a pretty good Toronto team. I know that he got fired from that good Toronto team, but he still was around winning baseball, was still around great players and a good organization. So I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Just to go back a few uh, points ago, uh, Chuck Goffine interviewed Royals broadcaster Rex Hudler. On anybody who was listening or uh, wondering that before. Um, I also have the an article pulled up from Scott Merkin um, talking about the Pedro Gafal hiring. It was officially announced on Thursday that he was the new manager. Gafal, who's 52, makes the first managerial hire without organization DNA since Gene Lamont was brought in for oh, the 1992 God. Jerry Manuel, who managed the White Sox from 1998 to 2003, had served one season as a scout for the White Sox in 1985 before getting the job. So essentially, we're getting a new manager for the first time in 30 years that has not had White Sox DNA in him. Is that crazy or is that crazy to me? We, for as long as we've been alive on this earth, we ever seen a White Sox manager without White Sox DNA. Now, obviously, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but in retrospective of everything that's happened to this team, this is really a big turning point for this team going into the future, I think. Because yeah. now you get a guy that's, one, been in your division for a long time, knows how to div- I know teams in this division, because the most important games played throughout the whole entire season is against your division. You can't win against them. You can't win against anybody. And a guy that has no White Sox DNA whatsoever, so he gets all this outside perspective of like, hey, you know, being a White Sox kind of White Sox guy and being named to the spot, you kind of like, okay, this is the way the White Sox have always done it. This is the way we're going to do it. Yada yada. No, this is what works for everybody and the best team. This is how we're going to be that, and I like that perspective. I like finally we have somebody as a manager that. It, former White Sox player or coach or whatever. Brand new guy. I like I like this clean slate. Do you? I, I really do because Jerry tends to make the same mistakes over and over. And you get my point. Um, so it's just, it, it's fresh. It's new. And I, I like it because... Jerry, I know, is is very loyal to the people that he likes, 
and to his friends. But when it, but he's loyal to a fault. He'll keep guys. I, I was just about to say that. Their point. jobs. He'll keep guys along. He'll keep guys around way too long, even though he knows, or maybe he doesn't know that they're bad at their jobs. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I was going to bring up that point. You you took the words right out of me. Jerry is, you know, he's very loyal, which is a, as a human being, obviously. But right. as you said, you could be loyal to a fault. You know, that's kind of why it's not necessarily a good thing to hire your friends for a business. Because when push comes to shove, if you need to make a change and well, well that's my friend. Well, then you got to fire your friend. Well, I can't do that. Well, then nothing's going to change. You know, well, don't fire, don't hire your friends. <laughs> exactly. I, obviously, different situations come for different situations, but I I like that. At least from what reports have said, is that Jerry has basically sat back and let Rick and Kenny do their thing. Now, obviously, Jerry was along for the managerial hires and the interviews. Essentially, this was Rick's call. Of Pedro Cafal is the guy. He's our new manager. Now we get. Now we have to look for what we do with our players, which we will get into in our next episode. But um, also in Scott Merkin's article, uh, there has been reports that have said that all of the coaching staff have been relieved of their duties except for pitching coach Ethan Katz and slash bullpen coach uh, Kurt Hassler. Those are the Holly. only two guys that are... <laughs> <Rick and> Julia. <laughs> Those are the last guys that will be a part of this coaching staff. But everybody Bye-bye, else is Frank. gone. <laughs> Hitting coach Frank Manichino. Third base coach uh, Joe McEwing. First base coach Daryl Boston. Like, everybody. Everybody's gone. Which I presume as well is um, Miguel Cairo won't be back as well. Presumably. In any... But... That's also a huge step, too, because a lot of those coaches have been around for a long time. Joe McEwing's been around for a long time. Austin's been around for a long time. You know, Fake Manikin has been around for like three years, and he has become the king of singles. You know, yeah, just uh, hitting, hey, that's, Frank, all, that's all. That... Hey, Frank, you said F the home run, well, F you. Uh, see ya. Jeez, I think somebody really likes somebody leaving. We had already mentioned that Charlie might be the next bench coach. Everybody else about those positions, third and first base coach, um, everybody else, hitting coach, none of those positions, nobody has been named to those positions yet. I would presume since the manager hire has been officially announced, uh, definitely by the start of next week, we will be hearing names of guys who's going to fill those. Points. All right. Yeah. He, has, he, and, he, he, uh, well now Griffol after he's hired now, he gets the time to assemble his staff. So ex- exactly. And he's already said, you know, Charlie Montoya, get him in here. He's the next guy. And during the media scrum, you know, it was at the question was asked to Rick, like, was it Pedro? Was it you? Was it mix? And he immediately said, Oh yeah, it was a mix of both of us, which he might just say, but, I don't know. Either way, that Charlie Montoya is the bench coach. I, I'm very much a fan of now of Pedro Gafal as our new manager going forward. And 
I think this is a real, real, real cut sign. And I, I'm, I hope I'm not sounding as like a biased Sox fan, but I really think this is a turning point for this team of like really saying, hey, like we, we're going to make a change. We're making changes. Like the, this, had what has happened to this, they, what happened, what has happened to this team the last year, if not two years, is completely unacceptable. And we will make changes, which really leads me to believe that we're in for a wild offseason when it comes to this specific White Sox team. I, I honestly so. have, I have no idea who's going to be here and who's not. I think the only one that we can 100% guarantee will be here is Dylan Cease. Other than that, I think everybody's up for grabs, realistically. Whoa. Maybe not Andrew Vaughn as well. Maybe not Andrew Vaughn. I think maybe, I guess I would say Dylan Cease and Andrew Vaughn are the two guys that concrete will be here. Other than that, I, I, you can make an argument for everybody else. You can. So Luis Robert is not differently anymore? Dude, I you have to take into account that the dude can't either. He has the potential to be an MVP. A hundred percent. I would personally keep him, but I'm saying theoretically, you can make an argument because you can get a boatload bag if you don't trust the guy being healthy. Because he can be this potential MVP, MVP, MVP. But if he's constantly getting injured, like well, and they can't be on the field more than 80 games half the season, then what's the point? That my point, I'm not just saying we should, I'm just saying argument for basically everybody else other than doing season Andrew Vaughn, in my opinion, which is what Rick Hahn and Pedro Gafal are going to have to talk about too, because I would imagine that Pedro Gafal is going to have at least some on who he would love to have or want as players to to manage. Obviously, he's not going to make it's going to be up to Rick and them, but he would have his input, I would imagine. Wow, uh, you are. Uh... <laughs> if you want, Shocking do you want do do you want change in the team? Yes. Means maybe trading away some core guys that we've known that we've had: Eloy, Robert, Mancada, maybe Anderson. You know, like there's everybody is up for grabs and could go at the right price. Obviously, some guys more than others. Like, if you're going to give away Tim Anderson as just an example, you better get good back because that guy, one, is the face of the franchise, and two, is a really good shortstop. Like, is a, as an example. But, at least in my opinion, Dylan Sees, Andrew Vaughn, 100% will be back. Everybody else is kind of up for grabs, if you really think about it. That's my opinion. Wow. And I was not expecting to hear that from you. I mean, I, I guess it's just, it would seem like that you're like, well, let's just uh, sell everybody that has really high thing and then just kind of no, rebuild again. All, that's not at all what I just said. I said, if you look at it as a whole perspective, everybody is kind of up for grabs. Doesn't mean everybody's going. I'm saying if you look at it, everybody, there could be potential movement with everybody if the deal is right besides Cease and Vaughn. I'm saying there's potential for some guys that, you know, are fan favorites. You know, it looking like a Brady might not come back, which means there goes a fan favorite. 
like Eloy could be traded. It very well could be. He's a fan favorite. You know, hi, like, you know, the whole sh- be gone. Like, it, this offseason is going to be very interesting because we don't know what's going to happen. And if anything from these, this now manager hire and these coaching hires, they're not afraid to now really go out, go out and get some guys that we really need and might need to make some hard decisions one or two here. But that will be uh, next episode, which will be coming out on Monday. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to this impromptu episode of the Two Bump Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Anchor app, and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, both at Two Bums and a Mike. Please let us know what you think of this managerial hire. Do you like it? Do you not? Why or why not? <laughs> I have been Michael. I have been Christian. Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you next time.